Welcome back to the Westwood Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, J.D. Jackson at Always in Forever Art, and on YouTube at J.R.C. Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Guys, it is good to be back talking about basketball, talking about the Los Angeles Lakers and the engine, the entertainment that is Russell Westbrook. I took a little bit of a break. Uh, I had my birthday, my daughter's birthday, Thanksgiving, other things going on, but I am back to talk basketball. Guys, before we get into the heartbreaking loss against the Indiana Pacers at the end of the game, first I want to ask you, please, please hit that subscribe button. I'm on all the major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, CastBox, Good Pods, and much, much more. So please, please hit that subscribe button. Now let's get into this heartbreak. Let's get it. Guys, the Los Angeles Lakers lose a heartbreaker to the Indiana Pacers, 116-115. to Guys, the Los Angeles Lakers were the better team for a large portion of this basketball game. And then the Los Angeles Lakers seemingly just stopped playing defense. Guys, the Indiana Pacers who are 12-8, and they are no scrubs. They can shoot. They were smart about their defense. And the Los Angeles Lakers just lost a little bit of concentration. And it cost them to blow a 17-point lead. At one point in the fourth quarter, the Indiana Pacers scored 10 points in one minute. I think it was like a minute 15. One minute. Just walking into three corners, no one stopping the ball. People not go covering the corners. It was very, very bad. But the thing is, I saw what was happening way before it actually happened. Okay? The second unit, they are dancing, they are hooping, they are having fun. Russell Westbrook's running this unit. William Gabriel and Reeves are doing, you know, doing Russell Westbrook celebrations and everything is copacetic. You're up 17 points. Okay? Then, they just start walking into three-pointers. They just start walking to the basket. Now, in my opinion, when it went from 17 to 12, a timeout should have been called immediately. It was not. It got all the way down to seven before a a timeout was called. Guys, one of the things that's putrid is that Anthony Davis took two fourth quarter shots. Two. But that's not what the issue is. My issue with the fourth quarter is that he didn't have any touches. He didn't have enough touches. I don't care about the shots he pulls up, puts up. The reason I, I say, I'm not saying he doesn't need to shoot in the fourth quarter. is not what I mean. I'm saying the reason why I just want him to have touches I understand him not getting a ton of shots because they are blitzing the heck out of Anthony Davis post-ups. They're blitzing the heck out of that. What if you just let them touch it and they blitz? What does that do? It makes their defense scramble as long as Anthony Davis finds the open player, even a pump fake. Just anything is going to move the defense. If there are two or three guys guarding one person, someone is open. Someone has a lane to cut through. He wasn't even getting the touches is the problem. At least let him touch it. He doesn't get the shots up. Fine. 
but you find the open players, you move the defense, you find the other players. Hockey assists are just as important. I don't know if I'm going to stat sheet, but they're just as important. If they double and triple team Anthony Davis, he finds the open guy. That guy, wrote, his defender rotates, and he finds the next. That's a hockey assist that just makes sense. It's just as important as the actual assist. He didn't get any touches. That was my issue. Not necessarily about his count of shot attempts. Now, there's going to be some games when, he, yeah, you, you just let Anthony Davis put it up. But he can't do that if he doesn't touch it. You have to let him touch it. But the main concern wasn't necessarily the offense. That's why I wanted to get that out of the way. The main concern was how putrid the defense was. It was awful. It was atrocious. It was downright laughable. It was just bad. People just camping out in the lane instead of guarding their man. Not stopping the ball in transition. Even in semi-transition, they weren't stopping the basketball. That was walking into open threes. walking, Just walking into the basket, making the layup. No one even attempting to stop the basketball. Now you guys say, well, J.D., you know, all teams do this. Bullshit. Bullshit. This team can't. You tell me that this team can have the excuse at 7 and 12? Hell no. No. You're not 12 and 4. You're 7 and 12. You're not 17 and 2. You're 7 and 12. I don't want to hear, well, teams kind of relax. So they think they got it in the bag. I don't know how a team that's 7 and 12 thinks they have anything in the bag. You're 7 and 12. I don't want to hear that. 7 and 11 at the time. You are four games below 500. I don't want to hear that. Now, I'm going to call it what it is. There was no part, no part of the great LeBron James. He is great. His career is illustrious. He's one of the top three players to ever play the game. One to some, two to others. I don't care. My point is he is elite. But he wasn't playing defense in this game. That wasn't happening. None, I, I, no part. No one can watch that game and tell me, yeah, LeBron's defense, top notch. Hell no. Part of the big problem with that defense in the fourth quarter was 100% LeBron James. Then it just trickled down. Then Troy Brown Jr. not stopping the ball. None not stopping the ball. Schroeder sleep on a rebound. It just, it just was bad. At one point, they said Russell Westbrook. Look, to me, it looked like Russell Westbrook fought through all his screens on the last play. All the way to the corner. And then was shocked that Anthony Davis was standing there. You can tell, you can see Anthony Davis point his finger. And that closeout Russ had to make was super long. Look, Turner missed the shot. Damon didn't get the rebound. But nonetheless... It sounds like Russell Westbrook had a miscue on that play. Everybody just fell asleep on defense. They just and then the shot that was made, LeBron James got caught ball watching, standing in the paint. He says, he says, "Well, I had two, bro. If the person on the basket make a two, then you go into overtime. Who gives a shit? What you can't do is give up a three, which he did. Now LeBron James is great. Do I expect him to make that mistake again? No." Okay? No. But nonetheless, 
he's supposed to be this. He well, I don't say supposed to be. He is a cerebral basketball mind and a cerebral basketball mind who just was in a timeout seconds before this play. You would think he would understand the basketball situation, not just him, all of them, all of them, because there were three people standing basically in the paint. All of them. That the one thing you can't give up if you're up by two is a three. Why are we all hanging out in the paint? Why are you worried about you got two and you're closest to the person in the paint and furthest from the person from the, at the three-point line? Why? All of them. For what? Situational awareness. The late game execution for the Lakers on both ends of the basketball has not been good. It has been below average at best. At best. The ISO LeBron possessions late on a hurt ankle, not ideal. Anthony Davis not getting touches, not ideal. Look, Russell Westbrook was 3 or 6 uh, in the fourth quarter. I don't have a problem. Sorry. Some people were really upset. He took six shots. Look, he was 3 or 6 from the floor. 50% in the fourth quarter. I don't give a damn. And some of the possessions were just empty possessions. It's like they were all just standing there watching him dribble the basketball. But that doesn't absolve the fact I don't think our offense in the fourth quarter should just be even Russell Westbrook just standing out there dribbling the basketball while everybody's watching him. You gotta call something. That's for all of the guards. Russ, LeBron, I'm LeBron, I know it's not a, he plays point guard though. Schroeder, what's the point of Dennis Schroeder? Playing these minutes if LeBron's going to play point guard anyway. That's the one thing I want to talk It Russell Westbrook is coming. This is the thing that's so irritating. Let me back up because I'm about to get, I know I'm about to get passionate about this conversation. I was trying to not, I was trying to save this for just its own little part in this. But let's just get to it. You're up 17. Russell Westbrook got the crowd dancing. He got his teammates dancing. He's dancing, which, by the way, I have no problem with, with players having fun on a basketball court as long as it affecting the actual game, which it was not. I made that very abundantly clear. And you got all the momentum in the world. They pull Russell Westbrook. They scored 10 points in one minute. Okay? Partially because the defense of the offense became so stagnant. It was like the LeBron James ISO show. I know that's largely how LeBron James has made his money in his career. I understand that. But on a hurt ankle, I don't think it's the greatest idea. All momentum is lost by the time Russell Westbrook comes in. They cut it from 17 to 7. By the time Russ came back in, I think he was up 10 or 11. But by that point, the momentum was gone. It was gone. And then they just didn't play defense after that. So here's the issue. I think if you leave Russell Westbrook in this game while he's cooking, the Lakers win this basketball game. That's just what I believe. The momentum shifted when he sat. The offense became stagnant and they didn't play defense. Sometimes, hey, just like they say, hey, the best cure to a bad offense is some great defense. Well, guys, the best cure to sometimes a bad defense is some really good offense. We didn't do either. 
you pulled the guy that had the team cooking. Why? Because you were dedicated to bringing him off the bench. This is just my opinion. He's playing a ton of minutes with LeBron James and Anthony Davis anyway. This experiment needs to end. It's over. In my opinion, it needs to be over. It's not that I don't like. I don't mind Russell Westbrook being the sixth man. I don't want. I don't want this to feel like JD's just a Russell Westbrook fan, so he won't start. I mean, this experiment needs to be over. He's playing with them anyway. He's playing with them anyway. It needs to be over. You can pull him or LeBron at eight minutes or six minutes or whatever the heck you're doing. And then because you're bringing him off the bench, the only way Darvin Ham in his defense, because he's dedicated to bringing him off the bench, the only way Darvin Ham could have left Russell Westbrook in there is to play him like 16 straight minutes. That's just nuts. I mean, who the hell does that? He couldn't play him 16 straight minutes. So he pulled him out to give him rest so that he can put him back in. Because he's bringing him off the bench, he was stuck. If you just start him, he, he, only has two, he only has two choices. Start him or play him 16 straight minutes in these type of situations. This second half has been bad for the Lakers all season long. You can't leave him out there for 16, 17 minutes straight. If you do, he's just going to get tired. If you don't, something like that can happen. If it's a game where he just has it cooking, just start him. Just treat him like you do LeBron and Anthony Davis. Treat him like you have two MVPs on your basketball team. I'm not saying Russell Westbrook is the same as he was in 2016, 2017. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the best point guard you have on the Lakers is Russell Westbrook, and it's not even close. I'm not talking about point four. I know that's what LeBron James is. The best point guard you have on the team is Russell Westbrook. And another way that this will be better is then you can stop playing Russell Westbrook with three other guards that are smaller than he is. It makes no sense. They're smaller than he is, and they're lighter than he is, and they don't provide spacing, and they can't rebound. Just starting with LeBron, AD, and Reeves, and Troy Brown Jr., or I'm sorry, with Lonnie and Torbron, just just start the guy. My gosh, the experiment needs to be over. It's done. It's cooked. Leave it alone. I understand. Well, but we won. Yes, you did. Versus the Pistons and the San Antonio Spurs. Yes, yes, you did. Correct. The Indiana Pacers are they're they're an above average team. They're not even the great teams. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. I just think it needs to be over. Just start him. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about LeBron James. Because um, I want, he's, look, he's he's an elite talent. But I do want to talk about him for just a little bit. Guys, first of all, I want to say, before I get into LeBron James, you are not supposed to lose a game in which your three stars, 360, puts up 70 points, 24 rebounds, and 15 assists. Like, that absolutely means you're, 
defense was putrid, which it was. Three players scored 70 points, 24 rebounds, 15 assists. You are not supposed to lose that game. Now, I do want to get into LeBron James. Guys, LeBron James is 38 years old. He's one of the greatest players we've ever seen. Not greatest forwards, not greatest point forward. He's one of the greatest players we have ever seen in history. But guys, when I watch LeBron James, I'm not exactly sure that he can still do some of the things he's accustomed to doing at 38 years old. Which, in my opinion, means he needs all the help he can get from Anthony Davis and LeBron James that he can. But that comes with him accepting that as well. Now, he's he's been on a bad ankle. I get that. But I mean, in the entirety of this season, and I know he's had knickknacks, I'm not so sure... He, guys, he's 38. Just like I said earlier, Russell Westbrook isn't the same he was in 2016, 2017. Neither is LeBron James at 38. He's still elite, and he's still going downhill. He's unstoppable. But in a half-court set, I just don't think he can depend on his athletic ability out at the three-point line like he used to be able to. The If he's got his back to the basket in the post, he's LeBron James. If he's in the high post, in the triple threat, he's LeBron James. I just don't think he can stand out at the three-point line and depend on his dribble and athletic ability to get him where he wants to go versus great defenders. I, I, Not on a consistent... I'm not saying he can't do it at all. I want to point that out. I just think he, he's not the same. He's 38 years old. That means he needs all the help he can get from AD and Russell Westbrook. And it means he has to accept that help as well. It's just something I I just wanted to say that. And I'm trying to say it as, as polite and diplomatic as I possibly can. He's still great. I think he needs more help at this point in his career than he used to need in the past. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. But guys, right here is where I'll break things. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Westwood Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, J.D. Jackson at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Assassin. Guys, I appreciate you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Please, please hit that subscribe button. Guys, the Los Angeles Lakers play the Portland Trailblazers tonight. They will not have to play against Damian Lillard, but Anthony Simons, a man can eat though. So when Jeremy Grant, JG, he's excellent as well. Should be a lot of fun to watch. But guys, I will see you guys after this Portland Trailblazers game tomorrow for a new podcast from the Westwood Podcast. And as always, until next time.